This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric Espensampeo, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the sound of a hand reaching for the neutron bomb button. And what has happened to the neutron bomb? It was all a go a few years ago, and now hardly anybody ever talks about it. The neutron bomb. I just hope research hasn't stalled on the bomb. Anyway, obviously the neutron bomb, the sound of the hand reaching for it, the new the button, but it's also packed with the humble suburban grunt and poke of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. It's H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Now, the bludge, for those who may, may have just joined us because I've got a little bit of spare time, the bludge is the home of the Supreme Bunker concept, Voldemort's on the Blow Appreciation Society, the Happy Rugby League movement, the Leichhardt Oval Preservation Alliance, this month's focus, the historic sanitation system, the Rugby League Bank, the only bank where interest rates fell this week, plus it's the headquarters of our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. The Knights, incidentally, were created by the Polish strongman Stanislaw the Savage, or should I say Stanislaw the Savage, in 1345 to rid the world of the curse of bowel cancer, and their work is not yet complete. Uh, the greatest game of all, back to matters closer to home, not Poland in the uh, 1340s. Now, the greatest game of all exploded with emotion last Sunday with the return of the Warriors to Mount Smart Stadium. I mean, I was there, Roy was there. A lot of the what I describe as our close rugby league family were there. It was a day, and I, well, it was a day. I mean, what a day. It was a tears of joy, pants around the ankles sort of day. The return of the wandering warriors were welcomed by 26,000 deliriously happy rugby league fans before, wait for it, a clobbering of the fun-loving Tigers. The tune, 22 to 2. Not much fun yet at Tiger Town. Uh, Brett Comorley, the coach, the caretaker coach, that's the way it's looking at the moment. I think he might be going for his third uh, loss on the trot this weekend, but we'll get to that in a minute. And, you know, he promised to introduce the fun back into the game. Sadly, it swerved around T-Town for the minute. Elsewhere, in wonderful league news, the Coders bought a pub. I mean, this is the breakthrough in rugby league we've been waiting for all these years, is for the joining of pub culture with rugby league culture. It's a tremendous development. The luxury Gambaro Hotel is now owned by the Australian Rugby League. Uh, a 68 rumour, an iconic feature on Brisbane's famed Caxton Street. Everybody who follows Origin will know Caxton Street. Uh, remember, <laughs> the Blues would always arrive by the bus to a lot of spit and bashing on their, you know, beer cans, etc. It was great, 
great fun, a great build-up, a great final button. And if, uh, you know, people like Betty Elias were driving the bus, so much the better. It was just fantastic. Caxton Street is still there. Now the pub on its own by the uh, Australian Rugby League. I just hope, you know, that this doesn't change or force pressure to change the pre-match hostilities. Uh, now, the 60-year-old watering hole includes the Gambaro Seafood Restaurant. It's a four-hatted restaurant, Michelin hats, of course, and the house speciality is a surf and turf featuring lemon sole and flathead. It's an unusual surf and turf, whole lemon sole, uh, well, obviously with lemon on the sole and flathead. It's a terrific. If you've got the time, if you've got the wallop, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic experience. I mean, go for lunch and you won't have to bother about dinner. Uh, the ARL master plan, incidentally, is to create a wait for it, a chain of rugby league themed hotels around the nation so that fans need never be away from the game when they are away. And what's great is that there's going to be a um, Nate Miles room in every hotel, you know, where you open the door, you think it's into the bathroom, but suddenly you're outside in the corridor, that sort of thing. I mean, that's just great. It's something different, something special to the ARL-themed hotels. Obviously, there's a King and I suite for newlyweds. I mean, it's got everything. Uh, it's got a Gilmeister box if you feel like getting bashed in senseless. You know, it's got everything, let's face it. They've thought of everything and made it all rugby league compliant. Now, the madness continued when... Uh, you know, if that's mad, I'll tell you what's mad, is uh, XPM Soot Morrison said, count me in, I'm headed for the top job. And you know what? After I saw that news, I never felt more attached to Peter Valenders, the man of feather and the tremendous work he's doing with the uh, rugby league in Australia at the moment. I mean, imagine Soot being let loose with the greatest game of all. I mean, I just take a minute's silence now and pray thoughts and prayers that that never happens. And with the Origin decider looming, Blues coach, the barefooted one, Fred Fittler, sent a secret mission behind enemy lines to motivate our team, as in New South Wales Blues. The crew on Operation Frozen Offal, well, on the tinny, should I say, I don't know how many made it. There was a couple of eskies on the tinny as it went north. Uh, there was backdoor Benny Elias, the dare I say it man, Fubster Mark Gaznia, Butterball Baderas, and the first player to lay 12,000 tackles, and I didn't know this, uh, Nathan Hindmarsh. That's, you know, you can't take that away from him. The first man in rugby league to lay on 12,000 tackles. Phew, that's some career. At the uh, skip, should I say at the tiller, was skip Craig Wing. So it was a, a you know, a terrific, a terrific uh, boat full of talent. Uh, Frozen off will probe deep into maroon uh, territory. They went a fair way up the river past the Wudang Bridge anyway, at least, and uh, to a secret blue training camp. After a few hours on the squirt, once they arrived, the awful crew unloaded with a powerful message of hope and winning and not coming home unless they had the points. Fair enough, too. I mean, those blokes, they'd been there, they'd won in enemy territory before, and they were going to show, you know, the current team that it's possible to do it and survive and come back. I just hope they got the message through. Internationally, the rugby union test got underway. Well, the test series got underway in Perth last weekend when the old gold fruit and nut held on in Perth for the greatest test win ever against the old foe. That's how I saw it anyway. A greatest test win ever. You know, they're down to 12 men. They had a few wandering off as the siren sounded. I mean, it was just it was just chaos. It was mayhem. They lost a couple with injuries. They got a, lost a broken jaw and a busted arm. But they won. They held on and won. It's a new look. Australian old gold fruit and nut. The tune, old gold 30, poms, who cares? And it all goes round again tonight in Brisbane as part of the origin build-up. Don't tell me, don't ask me how it works, it just does. Netball, and the big one was taken out by the West Coast Fever, who put away the Melbourne Vixens. Tune.
June 70 to 59. It was an old-fashioned night of Sunday night fever when the West Coast grabbed their first Super Netball title. Johnny L. Fowler snared 58 goals from 59 attempts. That's some shooting. I don't know if that's a record, but I, I'd love to know, listeners will obviously know, uh, whether 58 goals from 59 attempts in a final. Anyway, top shooting from the fever star. Cricket, speaking of records, Stuart Broad, I mean, you just say, thank God you're lucky stars that you're alive when these things happen. Stuart Broad, not the best bowler in the world. He produced a little bit of magic when he bowled up a, an over of Jaffers that were knocked to all points of the park for 35. That's right, 35 runs off one over. No wonder Channel 7 are interested in the Wheeze again. As I understand, the previous record was something like 28. Uh, again, the listeners will know this better than me, but he knocked up 35. It, it beggars belief that off six balls you could get 35 runs, but there it was, it happened. I mean, it's in the record book, read about it. Now, elsewhere in uh, DC News, uh, Donkey Circuit News, it's State of Origin Boxing at last. It's Stool v Donk. Uh, Paul Gallon, obviously the stool, up against the Donk, Justin Hodges, uh, under the black dot at, at Lang Park. I don't have a date, unfortunately, but uh, it, this one looks as though it's going to be uh, well, worth a million dollars being put up for the, uh, I think, the Sonny Bill um, Paul Gallum bout. I don't know who's got a million dollars these days to put up for that, but somebody has, obviously. Oh, I just don't dare speculate on where that money's coming from. But be that as it may, that's uh, for another time. The AFL is uh, roaming the world looking for a person who, with gear down below that can fill the murderer's shoes. Uh, if you have the pedal extremities, the game is the gum boots. Previous experience with the uh, sharp end of the bloodstained putty knife is a must, I would have thought, for that job. Speaking of AFL, Eddie Maguire has stated again, it's a penal colony or death for North Melbourne kangaroos. He's doubled down on the move to Tasmania for the for the cellar-dwelling roos, and he's sharpening the axe and practising his swing just to see him off in style. Aussie's fired up by the province of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward once again through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. And there's plenty of it this week. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope. The voice of hope. This man will step up to the mic for another spray. The voice is the is only heard on bludging on the blindside and it belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. And remember, he's the man who coined the phrase, you can't make an omelette without cracking eggs. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bun, a bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, Simon, dude! Uh, yes, uh, happy rugby league, H.E., to you and your family. And happy rugby league to all decent, quiet, hard-working Aussies who've kept the faith in the greatest game of all, even in a difficult week like yeah, this. I know, I know. That, well put. Very difficult I week. I support those comments. Yes. But the faith has been kept by the majority of uh, league-loving Australians. Now, September will see the Socceroos and the Matildas in Brisbane for friendlies. And isn't it nice to start a program with a good news story like that? It's just a good news story. I mean, there's no angle to bag it. No. I mean, it's just great that we're going to have both the Matildas and the Socceroos in Brisbane in September... Playing friendlies. I, I, I'm not sure who the friendlies are against. I suspect New Zealand might be one of them. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to talk down New Zealand. No. Uh, sure, they just missed out on World Cup selection. Just missed out. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be entertaining. It'll be good. It'll be a great match. Uh, it'll, you know, we'll see where we stand at the moment. 
I suggest we'll probably win. I'd be very disappointed if we don't, but I'm going to watch to see. Yeah. Uh, as for the Matildas, I don't know who they're... Let's say they play New Zealand as well. I think that's right. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great to see uh, both those games. So, oh, it's, it's so It's a farewell good. to the World Cup. Yeah, I know, us. I know. But it's just such, so good to be able to talk about something that's good. Yeah. <sighs> now, Virat Kohli, he's starting to behave very oddly. Some are suggesting that... Um, he might have something to do with having not scored a ton in three years. Um, I think that can bear down on someone. Um, so we might just have to reach out to Virat at the moment. Uh, he's gobbing off weirdly. He's had to be spoken to by umpires to uh, wind it back, pull it back a bit. Uh, don't be so enthusiastic when you get someone out. Don't gob off on them, etc., etc. So let's just uh, hold Virat in our thoughts just for a little moment. Uh, today. Uh, Now, Candice Warner, speaking of cricket, has suggested that there are doubts about her David's involvement in the ball tampering scandal in South Africa. Uh, Gee, I'm keen to... Yeah, unpack this. Unpack this. I I feel we we haven't really ever got to the bottom of it. Who was brains? See, I always thought David Warner was brains. Now, if he wasn't brains... Who was? Who was brains? No, I get your point. Uh, I don't think Stephen Smith was brains. No. He was more the look-away guy. Yeah. It's uh, not me. It's buddy. not me. You know, I don't know what you... I don't care what you're getting up to. Don't involve me. Yeah. And walked away. Yeah. So, if it wasn't Dave Warner, who was brains? Does Candace finger anybody for, I don't the, know. for I, brains I, I, of the operation? I, I, I don't know. She, she, she would have information, and it's up to the cricketing police to come knocking on the door... And collect evidence, mm. surely. Mm. I mean, she was there. Who's in the bat and ball squad for the cops these days? Oh, I don't Remember know. Remember last week we broke a story about yep. how rugby league Rugby league police, yes. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind the rugby league police. Having a look at the cricket? Taking the truncheons round and uh, speaking to the Warners. they get to the bottom of it. Uh, Ricciardo, 13th at Silverstone. That sounds good until you know, say Well, the 14 thing. cars finished. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Ricciardo. Mm. What about, you mentioned the what about the Wallabies. I tell you who I was relieved for with the Wallabies, HG, uh, Cadbury's. What a relief oh, for no. Cadbury's, oh, no. you know, to be associated with winners. Oh, no, winners. You don't often associate Cadbury's with winners, no. but now we do. Yeah. So right. whenever you look, whenever I, uh, I was in the supermarket the other day and I just walked past the chocolate section and, Looked at Cadbury's and I grinned a little bit of pride. I know. You know, I thought, you beauty. Yeah. You Auss- beauty. Aussies have done the yeah, right Aussies thing. Yeah, Aussies have done the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Aussie winners. Only, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was tempted to buy a block. I didn't. No. But it was with regret mm-hmm. when I got home that I, I thought, well, maybe I should have had some. Even if you just pick yeah. up a flake. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. You don't have to pick you up do- a block of old gold fruit. No. no, you don't. There's so much choice. Ah! Isn't there? That's it. That's what we live for. Joy. Yeah, I know. Oh, you, you, you got that Brazil nut too, you know. I think they do a Brazil nut. They've thought of everything. I know. <laughs> uh, now, the um, the big show overlooked for the second test in Sri Lanka, and I think this is a mistake. I think they've gone with Stark. I mean, what, what use is Stark in a team like that? No, you can't bowl. You can't bowl, even with his cut finger. Yeah. 
Um, oh. I, I would have thought uh, Big Show because he can, he, you know, he can do off breaks. He can slow them up. He can slow them right up. I mm. know oh, Big Show can do it all. And they're mowing the pitch, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, now, Nick, what a great tournament! Uh, now he's beaten the Joker before, and the interesting thing about Djokovic and uh, and uh, our Nick is that Djokovic, in the times they've played, I think they've played four or five times. Djokovic hasn't taken a set off him. No. Not one set. No. Isn't that astonishing? It's going to be uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. Yeah. Now, can I point out a couple of things here? Mm. Uh, the toilet break. Is that the main That's his big gun? weapon. That's, that's his dry powder. Djokovic's yeah. dry powder. Yeah. Yep. Excuse me, mate. I've just got to go to the toilet. You know what yeah. that's about. Yeah. It's Curious. about cheating. <laughs> it's about cheating. Isn't it? Oh, sadly, yeah, Go it is. to the toilet. I know. He's often gone for 20 minutes. I know. And I know. what he relies on is in that 20 minutes, yeah. the opponent wondering, what the fuck's he up Yeah, here? what's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? Why isn't what, he back here? I should be playing tennis. Yeah. You know. But mm. I'll tell you what would be good is mm. if Kyrgios prepares for that with a few gags for the crowd. Oh, right. he'll, he'll entertain. Yeah, he'll entertain. That's right. He'll entertain. Don't you worry. Oh, he'll burn the net. He will. He'll yeah. uh, give a, you know, he'll get, grab one of Djokovic's rackets and give it to one of the ball kiddies and have a hit with him. Yeah. That's what I'd do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, always the entertainer. Yeah. Now, uh, newly crowned IBF cruiserweight world champion and Aussie wins the title with the broken jaw. I thought it was astonishing. It was just a, a wonderful example of courage. Yeah. Yeah. Courage. Courage. Big th- there, there are big, big raps on this bloke. Um, might have been Jeff Fennick who described him as the uh, the, best. the fittest and the best he's ever seen. Yes, that's right. And that's a big rap coming from Jeff. He's yeah, well, seen he a few. Fit. He's seen a few. Yeah, he's seen a few. Yeah, and fit. If, if anyone knows boxing, Jeff does. Yeah. I mean, you can't take that away from him. And I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm not trying to. Usain Bolt claims he left Australia because the standard of football was too low. Well, that to me is a rewriting of history. I think Usain Bolt left Australia because his standard wasn't good enough for here. Well, that's right. He, he, that, that, that's the truth of the matter. I, yeah, I mean, you can't rewrite history like he that. He played a different style. Yeah. It wasn't suited to him. It wasn't agree. suited to him. No. He liked it slow. Yeah. He liked it on the foot. He did. Couldn't find, didn't turn. Yep. Now, Simon Clark wins a stage in the Tour de France. Yeah, excellent. 36 year, years old, a veteran. You know, there's a lesson there, HG. You should never... Never lose sight of your dreams. No. You should always keep your dreams. Yeah. Just keep them there in your pocket. Yeah. And just think about them every now and again because one day a dream might come true. Yeah, you might be in the position to you be in the front of the peloton. You might be in the position to be in the front of the peloton <laughs> at, at the, the right time. <laughs> and he was. Right. He was just there. At the right there. time. I think it was half a wheel. Yeah, half a wheel. <laughs> half Tiny a wheel amount. In front. But that's all you need. Yeah, no, that's a win. You know, that's as good as a mile. True. Half a wheel. True. True. When you think about it. Mitchell Stark turns down the big bash. Not enough money, apparently. I mean, that's an indictment, isn't it? He'll be going to South Africa to play, He though, will be. Yeah. Of course he will. Mm. Yeah. And the IPL. He's played. He oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that goes to money. follows the South African. I mean, we, we've got to reach out and get money. independent money for the BBL. Otherwise, we're going to look. It's a, it's a second-grade competition. It's mediocre. It's mediocre. Less than mediocre. It's an embarrassment. And I can understand Seven's problem with it. Uh, Stephen Smith back in form, which is good to see. Another ton. It's been a while between tons for Smithy, I think, since uh, about January of last year. Since the sandpaper? Uh, oh, no, no I think so he's, he's had a few since, since then. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. You mentioned that Sam Burgess has turned down that million-dollar offer, which is a great shame. I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen that. Um, anyway, Justin Hodges, as you say, is there. Right. Hodge has put his hand up. Gal's put his hand up. Gal's people are talking to Hodge's people, and there's no doubt we'll, next thing we'll know, there'll be a venue and a date. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait. And there'll be a bit of an undercard. Yeah, a bit of an undercard, yeah. And it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, now, cowboy Tom Gilbert to join the Maroons as a wild man. <laughs> now, it's a while since we've had a genuine wild man. At origin level. At origin level. Maybe Gordy Tallis could have been the yes. last wild man. What's his CV as wild man like? Any oh, idea? I think he's been sent off a few times. Ah, good. Oh, Tommy Gilbert, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's more off than on? Yeah, more off than on. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, any background in pig hunting? Yes. Oh, no, he knows a pig. Oh yeah, he's I, I yeah yeah he goes picking every second week. Yeah, if he could. Yeah, if he wasn't, if he wasn't down. playing rugby league. Yeah, or, but whatever gets sent off, he's off, off he picking. Goes. Loves it. Some people say he deliberately gets himself sent off so he can go picking. <laughs> That's how wild he is. Well, yeah, you can't get between him and a pig. <laughs> oh no way. Ah, now what's going on at the Storm? Two losses in a row, bashed up by Cronulla. Brandon Smith sent off for abusing the referee. I mean... The cheese? The, the, yes. The cheese off. The cheese off, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I, I think Bellamy has said it won't happen again, but uh, it's Too put, late. it put Bellamy in a very difficult position. Um, this was uh, a, a shocking incident. Um, so the wheels are sort of falling off the Storm. Wagon, you'd have to think. And if Storm Rugby League is in trouble, then Rugby League is in trouble yeah. in general. Do you think he stayed one year too long, Bellamy? Bellamy, well... He might have thought of might, packing it yeah. in at the end of last year. Yes, yes, now yeah. The, now he's in the poo. Ah, uh, now, uh, as you mentioned, uh, a former Prime Minister has put his hand up to sit on the AFL, the ARL Commission. Uh, well... I, I think he'd be um, a valuable contributor in many ways. He knows how to sell things. Remember that uh, Where the Bloody Hell Are You campaign? Oh, that was one of his, wasn't that it? That was his. That worked, didn't it? Yes, it did. Australia was run oh, over oh, by it. Oh, it was run over with, with, uh, with uh, tourists as a result of that. Now, if anyone could get rugby league into America, can you imagine what sort of campaign he would come up with? Yeah. Um, I think it could be very exciting if his... Uh, Skills are used in the right way. Because he's really a marketing He's person, a marketing man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was evident in the recent election. Yes. Where his stunts yeah. were his go, doing That's somebody's it. hair or, yep. you know, knocking over kids. That's right. That's right. And uh, he could bring all those skills to rugby league. It would be marvellous. Munster out due to COVID, which has robbed uh, Wednesday's State of Origin third game. Robbed it as a spectacle. Oh, yeah, indeed. As nearly as I can tell. I, Still... I, the wild man will be there. Maybe he can do something. Make of that what you will. Newlyweds, buy your house and land package from the experts who know rugby league fans. If you have special needs, see Little and Peachy on the growl in Tigertown or the wily veterans Vaughan and Hetherington at the kennel. Let those who know do the heavy lifting, blindsiders. 
Well, coming to the uh, big one this weekend, obviously, it's Nick Kyrgios going around in the Wimbledon final. Mm. Uh, can I just ask Roy, <clears throat> Taylor Fritz, should he be allowed to pl- step up and play the semi? Because he was the next in line, so to speak, and was beaten by Rafa. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, he's beaten by Rafa, but now Rafa can't play. So is it wise to yeah. allow these things? I'm not sure how far back you'd go, though. No. I mean, no, if you well, default that, that, the first that's round. That's a problem, just, yes. Yeah. That, that's the problem. Look, uh, Taylor Fritz had show, well, he couldn't beat an injured Rafa. No. So I, I don't think he's earned the right to uh, play, to play Nick. I don't mm. think so. I now, don't think so. Mm. Uh, but I, 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 uh, I think it puts uh, Nick in a, in a difficult position. It's hard to, once you get into a routine in a tournament, you, uh, your training relies on a big Repetition. game coming up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how they're going to structure his training to manufacture the conditions of a match because that's what you need. No, that's true. His that's day true. Off. And not many Aussies, uh, according to Nick, have uh, reached out to him to offer him congratulations or good luck. He said only one Aussie former player has spoken to him. You mean people like Pat Cash yeah. and Mark Philippoussis, yeah. the poo? Yeah. They can never flush him away? No. Uh, you no. know, haven't? No, they haven't. The only one has, and that's Little Leighton. Oh, right. That's a bit sad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is very sad. Because, because it, you know, uh, John Newcomb's there. Yeah. I Newcomb. saw Nuke in the crowd the other day. Yeah. Um, I thought Nuke could have reached out to him. Yeah, all it takes um, is a text. Yeah. You don't have to be public no, about you it. you don't. Just, good luck, Nick. Yeah, that or just, sort of thing. just I mean, a pr- personal note. Yeah, that's right. You know, just and written on paper slang. and leave it at his dressing yeah. room. Look out for the toilet break. Yeah. All the best. Yeah, all the best. Now, <clears throat> is there any... Apart from this record, this odd record that, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, Kyrgios always loses to Djokovic, is there any... Uh, no, the other way around. Sorry. Djokovic always he loses, loses to yeah. Kyrgios. Sorry, mm. sorry, buddy. Mm. Uh, you read my mind. Mm. Uh, now, look, can I ask, is there any reason that he can't win in your view of what he's done so far? I mean, it's been a terrific build-up. The shoes, yeah. the gobbing. I know. The... I know. Everything's been working perfectly for him. The only thing that will go against him is himself. Yes. Good point. Yes. Himself. No, that's probably what I uh, And lack of sleep. He's having trouble sleeping. He's so excited. Uh, he, keeps, he said to me that he uh, imagines winning, he imagines losing, he imagines all sorts of things, and he just can't settle down and sleep. Now, if he doesn't get any sleep, he's really going to be in trouble. In trouble, yeah. And um, <clears throat> are you expecting five sets? Uh, if Nick plays the way he can, it could be all over. It could be all over in three sets mm. because Djokovic is not playing all that well. No, he lost the first set last night, six-two to the unheralded English bloke mm-hmm. uh, who might be in the top sixty of the world or number sixty around there. So. You know he's not in the he's not in the best shape. And can I ask uh, the lack of points in this tournament? Do, is that affected it at all? Do you think it just because there's people are uh, you point out it's mm. an arcane thing in tennis where people play for the points yes. as much as the prize money? But yep. uh, you know, do you think that's affected the? I don't think it's robbed it of its of its mm. uh, slam status. HG, it's still the premier slam mm. that all the players want, want to, to win. win. And it's on yeah. grass, which is Nick's favourite surface. As yes, he it is. Keeps telling us about. Yeah, it is. And um, it is. You know, it's going to be a fascinating match, and it's yeah, a long time since we've been in this uh, as an Australian viewing public. Obviously, yep. last year we had Ash Barty there in the women's. We draw, did, but in the blokes, they've been oh, uh, long well, it time. Goes back a long way. Is Leighton the uh, last? Leighton was the last 
Aussie male to in be a in, a, in a Grand Slam final. And I think that was the Australian Open, I want to say, in about nine, 2005. Right. Gee, that is a long time ago. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Leichhardt Oval has the oldest rugby league toilets in the world. They must be preserved. Bludging on the blind side is asking all lovers of the greatest game of all to sign the petition and send a strong message to the Inner West Council, the Parotet Government and Federal Authorities to keep their hands off our history. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And can I point out that uh, this Morrison move onto the... Uh, oh, yeah. Rugby League board. Yes, it's worrying. Is it at the board or the commission? Commission, I think. Commission. commission. Yeah. And um, it, it parallels, I think, Josh Frydenberg's yes. desire to become the boss of the AFL. That's and right. I'm thinking, you know, thank That's goodness right. sanity has prevailed in the AFL's case. Yes. But yep. we get to the, uh, I remember when uh, Morrison got the top job, his first instinct was to go out and try and bash up a few kids from the Kirrawee Primary School with a, mm-hmm. you know, pick-up game of rugby league. Yep. And, of course, some of those kids are still traumatised by what happened. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, they saw the step, the jink, the pass, yeah. the jump, the, you know, the double pump pass, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and the tackling. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, then not long after that, uh, I think there was a meeting of the Pacific Nations mm-hmm. and uh, the Pacific Nations were sold the dump by Morrison and climate change. But mm-hmm. as luck would have it, Fiji was playing Australia in a test mm-hmm. and Morrison ran the water. He didn't look out of place no. running the water. No. Then, of course, he's had some success picking test teams, mm-hmm. sort of Prime Minister's eleven style, if right. that's obviously Prime Minister's 13 in rugby league. Mm. Uh, and uh, then finally, when he thought all was lost, he decided he'd flatten a couple of kids actually in a game of soccer. That's right. Uh, in Tasmania. Yeah, But there was right. nothing wrong with his tackling technique, and I thought pure league. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the Sharks gear. Probably too much shark gear. It looks a bit triad on him. It does from time to time. It does. But is that enough? Is that enough? No, I think he needs yeah. to be interviewed. Ah, good. Right, and uh, I think a certain number of questions need to be put to him. Like how 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 much do you love rugby league? That'll be the first question. Who are your favourite players? Yeah. You know, who 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 are, name name the first six immortals. Then ask a few questions about Cronulla. Yes. Before about 2018. That's right. You know, so. Where did little Tommy Bishop play in the yeah, Cronulla team? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mark McGaw had a nickname. What was it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sludge Rogers. Where did he play? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> How many positions did he play in yeah. Sludge? And was there a Sludge 2? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And where did Sludge 2 play? Name in order the... Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Name in order the sponsors. Yeah. From 19, whenever they came in, 64 sure. or whenever yeah. they came in. That's right. Yeah. Maybe a challenge. Anyway. Did Amco ever sponsor the Cronulla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Cadbury's? <laughs> now, one thing that worries me is this desire of old politicians to get involved in things that they have so far seemingly expressed very little interest or demonstrated very little skill in. They express an interest in it by you know, talking it up to yeah. appear Australian and, in, you know, obviously interested in sport and so on. Sure. But they don't have appear to have any of the skills necessary to be able to. No, they don't. Mm. They, 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 they don't. You, you know, I was just thinking, you know, if, if say, I don't know, Malcolm Turnbull put his hand up and said, I'd like to get on the ARL commission. You'd think, no. 
<laughs> the Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all Rugby League salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, coming to a problem with uh, Rugby League, and this gives you an idea of the difficulty that Morrison would have. Mm. Peter Volander's made a bold declaration the day he eased into the th- uh, East throne as ARL Commission Chairman, mm. and this is from the Nine newspaper. Yep. Uh, to be frank, quote, to be frank, we need to improve our refereeing, said Volander's. That's our biggest single problem. You can't have fans walking away thinking they've been ripped off, so we need to fix our system and do whatever we can that the fan walks away happy and content that they've had a fair crack. Yes. Now, I... Admirable. I don't, agree, I don't disagree with any of that. No, admirable. Mm. Then he goes on. That was the, the writer here dates this to the 31st of October 2019, mm. three weeks after the controversial grand final between Canberra and Roosters in which the referee, Ben Cummins, signalled a set restart then changed his mind. Who yeah, can forget that? I know. It's just amazing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this past week there's been criticism from people like Ricky Stewart and Trent Robinson and Valanders has dramatically changed his tune, saying controversial decisions were part of the game and you've got to get on with what's at hand. Okay. And you've got to take the good with the bad. Oh, okay. Now, then he says, uh, what annoys me with the coaches is one week some of the calls may go against you and the following week you may come up, may come for you. I haven't heard a coach yet <clears throat> when they have had, you know, when they... Uh, when they've had a rub of the green complain, meaning when it's run in their favour. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the only person who I can think of who just complains all the time is Stick. Sticky, yeah. Uh, AKA the Angry Ant. Yeah. Uh, now, the uh, coaches who the writer speaks with are frustrated by the lack of feedback from head offers, mm. especially around the interpretation of restarts. Yes. Now, put all that on pause. That's the sort of <sighs> thing Morrison's going to have to deal with. He is. Now, the difficulty is, is he so far has demonstrated mm. no ability in his political life to be able to tackle that sort of problem. Mm. Saying this one week, saying exactly the opposite a couple of weeks later, seemingly, yeah. and then try to make sense of it for the average fan. Yes. Now, get this. Matt Chechen. Oh, yes. Uh, the former great referee mm-hmm. who <clears throat> walked away from the NRL at the end of last season, came out of retirement at the weekend to control a match in Perth between Rockingham and North Beach. He earned high praise from the coaches and players for allowing the game to flow. Now, uh-huh. afterwards, he was asked to explain the difference between the NRL and Western Australian League. He said the speed in which things happen with the decisions and how they're made, that was what his, his mm. you know, comment was. Also, the amount of information that's being fed to me. The touch judges were fantastic. Mm. This is in the Perth Rugby League. No wonder it's going through the roof. Mm. They uh, gave me the info when I needed it. If I didn't, they were quiet, which is good. Yes. Yeah. Now... Look, I, I think, uh, actually, that, that that does unlock something to me that has the hallmark of truth to it, and that is that our touchies aren't as good as they used to be. And, well, the thing is they might be, but they're not given the... They're, they're not being asked to give their opinion they're not given by the, the central umpire. No, then by the There fr- was a time when the central umpire would look to each touchy and the touchy would either give a nod or come in and give yeah. some advice. Now, what happened was this, before the decision is made. Well, touchies don't do that anymore. Are you organising a campaign for touchies to be liberated and find their voice? 
Well, I think Touchy should be given a voice, yes. Mm. Touchy's once had a voice. You know, sometimes, you know, Touchy's would walk around in the suburbs and they, they were some of the most popular people in the world. You know, great to see you there, Touchy. Great job. Good job, Touchy. You know, but you don't see that anymore. I, the last time I heard Well Done Touchy, I, I can't tell you when it was. No, no. Years ago. Yeah. You know what disappoints me is in the game is wingers are more popular than touchies now. Are they? Yeah. You remember you broke that story yeah, ages ago about how yeah. people just go and see wingers. Wingers, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to see touchies. They no. see wingers. But in the old days. In the old days. People looked at the touchies. touchies yes. Yeah. That's right. Because they knew voice of authority. Yeah, yeah. So now all a all touchies job is these days is to raise the flag uh, on the line where the ball went over from the free kick and to judge the... Uh, kick for goal. That's all they do these days. Oh, no, it's disappointing. It's very wrong. disappointing. Wrong. I, I mean, <coughs> what kid is going to put his or her hand up to be a touchy if you know you're not going to be respected or even referred to? Yeah, and remember, of course, people walk on the other side of the street when they see a touchy coming. Now, I've seen it happen. Have you? Yes. Look, it, it, I was in um, Balmain the other day. Yes. I saw a couple of touchies coming along and All I right. tapped you on the side and you yeah. said, have a look at this. And, of course, about 100 people walked on the other side right. of the street, crossed right. the street to just escape oh, being associated with a touchy. That's shocking, isn't it? That's shocking. Now. I, yeah. Well, that's where we've got to start. We've got to start rebuilding the status of touchies in our community. Does it surprise you that Matt Chetchett <laughs> found touch an old and... Outpost of old-fashioned touchydom yeah. in Perth. Well, I, I, I think it's worth a close examination to mm-hmm. see what is happening in Perth. And if Perth, if they've wound back the clock and reinvigorated interest and the and contributions from touch judges, well, that's got to be great, and that's something that's got to be examined and re-established on the eastern eastern seaboard. Now, can I ask? Does Morrison have to have a, a, a like a campaign philosophy yeah. or a platform mm. on which he mounts his tilt at the top job? Well, liberate if, the if, touches. If he, if he bursts into the room, sits down with Volandis and Co., mm-hmm. and says, "I'm here because I want to elevate the status of touches in our community," everyone's going to lean forward immediately. Hello, what's going on here? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think that would be a very Would good you like but to how s- you go about it? I, I'm well, not going to find Okay, out. here's a few ideas. We've got to get touchies together. Yeah, or Dally M for touchies. Yes. The touchy of the year. Touchy of the year, that's And maybe bad. they could get uh, some sort of, you know, like, um, you know, I forget who the sponsors of Rugby League are for the minute, but uh, yes. let's say some sort of beer company. Yes. Uh, and they could have an ad. Oh, I was, yes. you know, hello, my name's Jim Thompson and I'm touchy of the year. Yes. And when I, you know, relax on a Monday night, I reach for a Leishman Lager. For a Leishman Lager, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's all good, but I would like to see Cam and the Eye of the Storm team. Oh, yeah, of course I'd like to see them. Interview a touchy. Interview a touchy of the week. Exactly. And you both. Touchy of the week. How'd it go this week? touch out. Oh, yeah, I, I called a couple of, uh, well. Kicks and went know, out. Three, three kicks. I judged as as being good, and one I had to wave away. Yeah. Oh, well done, mate. Well done. How many frees did you did you uh, administer? Oh, four. I got them pretty well, you know, because you just got to look where the line, where the ball goes over the line, and that's where I stand. And I yeah. stood there, and everyone agreed that was the point. Yeah. How do you prepare for your game? Oh, look, I train. Yeah. I I, I look at balls wherever I go. 
and sometimes someone will throw throw some, you know balls in the kitchen and stuff, and they say in or out, Dad, and I say in or out, depending <laughs> on how I see it. And how do you get on with people in the street? Do you see them swerving around? People you? don't talk to me no more. <laughs> Stuffed, the Knights podcast. Hear how King Cyril the Savage tasked the blinkered knights with finding a cure for bowel cancer. Their mission is not complete, but follow their progress on bludging on the blind side. Just uh, following on for this, there's been some correspondence with the Nine newspaper. Mm. That's the one uh, Sneesby wrote. Oh, Sneesby's yeah. rag. Yeah. <clears throat> Concerning uh, the, what would I call it, people refereeing in rugby league. Yes. And uh, a parent of one of the uh, referees said, um, I don't think some of the, and, and was concerned about the commentating mm. and the comments passed by commentators about the refereeing and the standard of refereeing and the display, and it runs along these lines. I don't think some of the main commentators understand the way their rhetoric about referees impacts on the game all the way from the top down. My 17-year-old daughter is an aerial referee with one of the major clubs. We have watched as many young referees come and go, in particular girls, disillusioned with refereeing. Oh, dear. Her club is extremely supportive, but there is a culture in the game that thinks it's okay to criticise referees in a disrespectful way. You won't hear that here. Now, my view, this is the writer's view, is that it begins with the way many major commentators speak about referees while commentating on the games, on talk shows and in other media spaces. Yep. 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 I mean... Yep. You see, it begins up there and it drifts all the way down to 17-year-olds who are with local clubs, mm. what's going to happen is that eventually there'll be no referees. No. And the game, the code will only have itself to blame. It, it will. But remember, will. of course, at the top, the very top, mm. is Volandas. Yes. We're going to fix it all up. Six months later, you've got to... We'll take shambles. The, it's, well, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. Yeah. Basically, it's Volandas' position. That's right. The good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, hang yeah. on a minute. There's consistency. Well, the referees aren't consistent, so why should Volandas be consistent or the yeah. other way around? Mm. Look, I think we need to, uh, for a start, bring in some sort of federal legislation. For a 12-month period, let's say, referees and touch judges are not to be referred to in print, on television or on radio at all. A complete embargo. Now... Just to give us time to re-examine the status of our refereeing stocks, and at the same time, earmark, get teachers to earmark some kiddies who they see as potential referee prodigies. <laughs> prodigies. Prodigies. Yes, you know, kids who you, you know you've seen them. They can count oh, to six. Them. They, they they see exactly what happened mm. and can report on it. You mm. know, no, he picked up the rubber and threw it there, and da, 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 da. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
those kids put their hands up as potential referees. But is anyone offering them a whistle? Is yeah. anyone offering them a pathway? The, a pathway. Yeah, that's right, a pathway. There's no bloody pathway. Yeah. Now, right? Can I point out? Well, I agree. And we've got to look at remuneration. I know we've got to look at remuneration. We've got to look at that. <laughs> and work out you how to we, say it. No, you can't live on a touchy salary. You can't. True. So you're calling for federal subsidy. Now, oh, well, I don't know. It's got to be federal. We can't reach to the government all the time. But, I mean, it's the, the rugby league. Rugby league have got the money to, to, to remunerate touchies in a way that enables them just to touch full time, full time without the added pressure of, of having, earning a living. Yes. <laughs> now, surely the code's rich enough to buy a hotel. Yeah, rich well, they enough, are. Rich enough to pay pubs. Now, yeah. can I point it? When I... was the last time they bought a hotel for a touchy? <laughs> Bloody never. No. Now, can I raise a slightly different angle here without disagreeing with that for one minute? Yes. It does seem to me, though, we could go in a different way, which is to say, you know, look, we live in a world with, you know, less certain yes. predictabilities than we used to. That's true. And, uh, you know, the refereeing ranks are affected by that in the same way as everything else is. Mm. Remember a while ago, the Reserve Bank of Australia was claiming it wouldn't raise interest rates till 2024. That's and right. I think that was their rave. It was. Now they bumped them up about three times That's in the right. last six months. So, yeah. again, we come to uncertainties. Yeah. You know, it's not as predictable as it once was. Mm. And referees exist in that world as well. They do. And as I've raised on this program and other programs and other media commitments, that I see refereeing as a variable improvisational moment. Yes. So, in other words, something's going on and the referee interferes and says it's got to be something else. Yeah. Now, yes. Yes. is that promoting that, if you said to me Morrison's role is going to be promoting something like that or the other thing is I come from government, I know how to get money out of the government and we're going to get, you know, yeah. 250000 a year for touchies. Yeah. Sure, the ref might be only earning $12 a match, but that's a separate issue. Yeah, but they're the show ponies, aren't the they? The show ponies, yeah, true. They're, they the, the, big they're the show ponies. The big plaudits, the yeah, big ads. They do. Yeah, the cars do. could drive. Yeah. But I, I, I think some sort of television campaign on all networks, respect our touchies. Respect our referees. Mm. Mm. Just a simple ad with a simple message. And I, I, I think we should approach the churches to... Oh, the church's sermons on Sunday? Sermons on Sunday yes. to... And have a church... Well, dedicated day, maybe yes. the next Sunday as yes. Touchy Sunday. Sure, sure, and maybe invite invite one or two Touchies to give the to be in the congregation or read the lesson. So, yeah, well, yes, indeed, read read the, uh, the the gospel or perhaps the epistle. Uh, the epistle this week will be read by Touchy, you know, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, who's in the congregation with Jimmy, stand up, and he'll be applause. refereeing. And he'll be at Leichhardt Oval running this the afternoon, running Tigers the line. Tigers yep, Eels. Yep, yep. Go along and support him. And remember, respect your referees. Six Again is a collection of Rugby League's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside label. Uh, Roy, we've got an update on how much they earn. Yes. Apparently they earn $29.02 per hour. 
Now, oh. surely the uh, ACTU should step in here and try and get them a bump. Yeah. I mean, you know, imagine marching through the streets for touchies. I mean, people would love to do that. Of course they would. I'm sure if I, I, if I know anything about the Australian community, and I'm pretty sure I do, <laughs> a great number of people would come out and support that. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be shocked by that number. How low it I is? I mean, yes. Imagine trying to raise a family. On four hours' work on the weekend where you got paid 30 exactly. bucks, basically. 30 bucks. And maybe a kick-in of a couple of leftover pies. Yes. You know, because they didn't sell as well that week and maybe a couple of bottles of, you know, Yes, so, you, so you'd go home with, uh, I don't know, for about 115 bucks in your pocket. Uh, tax would have to come out of that, plus something for your super, <laughs> I suppose. And a couple of stale pies, cold, in the boot. It's hardly a way to treat people, is it? No. It's just not right. And remember, people are punting on this. I mean, they're not no. punting on the $29. They're no. punting on the outcomes and the... They are. The, 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 the control are you suggesting the gambling industry could reach into its pocket and subsidise... Well, I hadn't thought of it up until now, officials, but I am now suggesting that. Our officials, yes, yes. Well, only to the tune of, I, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 or maybe 100 million per year. That's about right. That'd I think 100 million right. round number. They, round number. Yeah. They, they They'd have to have that. a conference and work out who would be paying the most, like the TAB might put in 25 million. Yes. Ned's, say, 10 million because they're not so big. You know, Centibet. Yeah, Centibet, bloody et cetera, et cetera, yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Some sort of tithe, some sort of... Well, you know, let's face it, business has to get together to support other parts of society because yeah. government hasn't got the money to do it well, anymore. Well, that's right. Look, the gambling industry isn't stupid. They know there'll only be a gambling industry if there are officials running the line, running the line with a flag for every game that you can put a bet on. Yeah. And if they're not there, no game, no bet, no profit. No, beautifully put. I couldn't have better been myself. Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Yes, look, Lotto Land might be called Four Points Park now, but uh, you know where to go. You'll be able to find it easily just to push your cars north of the bridge and you'll be there. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, text number 0467 920 or the old school way, roynhg at And the following have, Roy. Uh, yeah, just on the text, uh, John in Beager is wondering, uh, he says, Happy Rugby League, Reese Scomo. Isn't there a 12-month gap between leaving politics and entering private industry and there, so there can be no conflict of interest? Well, I think that's right, but aren't we, we living... We waver that, couldn't we? Well, well I mean, well, for someone well, like on. Morrison... Well, had, had, say, John Barillaro accepted that position... Job, he the Big Apple. He hadn't been away for 12 months, had he? Oh, yeah, he was going to go the next day after exactly. he quit. Yeah, yeah, after he quit. Yeah, mm. but listen, we're in a period of rule-breaking. I mean, look at Kyrgios. He's throwing yeah, down a gauntlet. True. I mean, in that's true. everything. Look, Boris Johnson broke every rule in the that's book. That's right, he People does. People loved he him. Does. They love him for it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They think, you beauty, I can break a rule, I can drive on the wrong side of the road or whatever it is I'm interested in doing. Yeah. Mm. No court in the land would convict them. No, that's true. That's true. It's a different world, isn't it? Oh, a different world. It makes it difficult for touchies. <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, when you put it in that context. I know, 2902 an hour. There they are, dedicated to the rules. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Read the rule book. Probably yeah. few, the few in Australia who have. Who have, yeah. 
Yep. They'd have to be amongst the most respected people, members of our community these days, wouldn't they? Touch judges. Touch judges. Yes, their their dedication to well, know, getting it right. Well, that, well, well. The other thing is, you'd never hear of them, uh, you know, going crazy in a pub or, you know, or being well, caught doing graffiti or, you know, or donuts in the car yeah, park after a game, that sort of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure that it wouldn't help their cause, though, if yeah. every so often, you know, the frustration of not being recognised for what I do. You know, I put in every weekend, yeah. you know, 25 weekends a year. Sure. I forget my family. They all want me home yeah. on the weekend. They've got their jobs, etc. Yeah. Why can't I do a donut? Well, well, it's the amazing thing is that they haven't seen, since, since rugby league began in, two, what, 1907, not one touch judge has ever gone to prison. You sure about that, Rick? This has come from Joe in Clifton Springs. Mm. Uh, happy Rugby League to you and your loved ones, be they here in Australia or overseas. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's very kind. That's very nice. Very thoughtful. Last week you covered two discussion points, namely privacy in the club rooms post-Rugby League. Yes. Games, and then the proposal of the Church of Rugby League or indeed worshipping in the House of Rugby League. Yes, yes. I thought to myself that so many issues could be neatly resolved if we were to implement tenets of the Church of Rugby League into canon and those tenets were then observed as religious rights. For example, if players are cloistered in the club rooms, that might be considered a ritual that simply should not be observed by the layperson and that if media types like Sneesby sought to breach the threshold of any consecrated ground, it should be considered an offence or in the least, very least blasphemous and severely frowned upon. Also, if NRL players and personalities were considered for beatification to sainthood, it might serve as a carrot to recover those lost, exiled 14,000 players. Furthermore, I think we can all agree if nudity were considered religious ceremonial dress for rugby league players, then the NRL could avoid a lot of trouble in the press. Dare I say it would be very wise for the NRL to explore protecting behaviours of rugby league players such as drinking urine, pooing in shoes and operating black market soundbar sales as religious freedoms. <laughs> Food for thought, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. Speechless. I mean, there's so many, yes. so many truths in that. There are. Yeah. There are. I lo- can I say the phrase that caught my eye was, dare I say? Dare I say. I know that was a reference to... Yeah, yeah. the Fubster. Fubster, yeah. Uh, happy Rugby League. This has come from... Uh, Warrnambool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I Warrnambool. live in regional Victoria, mm-hmm. an area suffering from a drought of biblical proportions when it comes to local rugby league competitions. I've been pondering taking your excellent Steeden for Schools program around the various local districts. Yeah, good. This was unnecessary, however, due to an event that can only be described as the second miracle of St Peter. Isn't this weird? Two letters in a row, or two correspondents in a row you know, with a biblical theme. Indeed. Yeah, when a, it's in know. the zeitgeist, isn't it? Uh, yeah, true. Isn't it? True, true, true. I found myself in conversation with a real estate agent whilst wearing my Parramatta Eels Guernsey. Good on him. And she told me that one of the houses she lets out had posters of people wearing the blue and gold plastered all over their walls. This is in Warrnambool. That's incredible. That's wonderful news. That's about us. Further off the mainland mainland of Australia that you can get. Mm -hmm. After discussing the finer points of the greatest game on the planet for a moment, she asked me if it was a game that attracted a lot of Pacific Islanders, a query to which I replied with an enthusiastic nod 
and a polite qualification. She then went on to tell me that she managed over 20 houses for various local abattoirs, each of which had around 10 residents, all from the Pacific Islands, Papua New Guinea and New Zealand, and that a number of them had asked her about local rugby league competitions. This is in Warrnambool. Further queries led me to ascertain that almost every town in rural and regional Victoria that has an animal processing facility has a similar setup of houses filled with disciples of the cult of landers. Having done a scant amount of research, it appears that there are no fewer than 66 abattoirs currently operating in Victoria, each of which is providing housing for around about 200 future stars of the NRL and a total of 13,200 players or over 700 teams. Why isn't Volandis looking at this? Is he too busy swanning around at Jubilees? Oh, sting in the tail there. Yeah. That's, of course, referring to his Dickensian yeah. appearance in the uh, royal carriage yeah. uh, at the recent, uh, you know, obviously, celebrations That's in right. England. Yeah. Now, can I ask, mm. are you suggesting that we have a, well, let's call it the meat cup, for want of a better thing, mm. that is played yeah. amongst the registered workers at a various uh, abattoirs across the nation? Well, that's how you would begin. Let's say you're at the Warrnambool abattoir, there'd be the Warrnambool abattoir. They might be called the call offals. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, call them the offals and then the lamb yeah, shanks. The boners might... are up yeah, against the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be a great match, the boners v. the offal. Yeah. That'd be a terrific match. I, I tell you what, that should... Sneesby should look at putting that on. Of course. And why don't Of course, all you'd need is a little... Just, you know... An injection of some little injection money or a little bit of money for, for Guernseys, for jerseys. Yeah, I know. For boots, a uh, couple of balls. I tell you what would be good is to recycle a lot of old... NRL gear yes. into these clubs and just send it down to the abattoir and say become the eels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a great story. That great is a great story. story. Yeah. I mean it's, it's rugby league hope, isn't it? It's hope. Sure, your touchies might be a down point this week. Yeah, it is. But no, your, no, that's upset me what happened to touchies, and someone has suggested that touchies are now getting thirty four dollars and thirteen cents an hour. It's quite... so that's gone up just <laughs> Five the time we've been on air. Now, this comes from Andrew in Erskine, Bill. Yep. Uh, happy rugby league. Regarding your discussion of conceptual football last week, where no one keeps score, you yes, might have raised yes, this. Yes, I have. Yeah, I have. For many years in our social touch football game, we would play for hours without keeping score. Then as night fell and it was getting hard to see, someone would call out, first to three. Then the first side to score three tries from that point won the game. What a great idea. Can I suggest that the AFL could adopt this... Uh, this format to allow sides to play conceptual football for the first couple of hours, but with an outcome that would still allow a season with a premiership table. This would be a natural fit for afternoon games, but it would also be adapted for night matches as follows. The two teams play the conceptual part of the match for a couple of hours, then a game official could slowly dim the floodlights until one of the players realised that it was getting dark. <laughs> first to three, they, they would then call out, and the teams would compete for the match points. The result... The freedom of conceptual football combined with the necessity to have a winner. Everyone's a winner. Isn't that great? I've never thought of that before. No, not me, but it's I've, a great idea. I've heard of conceptual, the concept of conceptual football yes. and no scores involved. Yes. But the idea that you would have at after, mm. say, several hours of yes. having fun, mm -hmm. that you would actually focus on a score in that way is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And wouldn't it be riveting viewing? It would. That last it first would. to three. Oh. How desperate would that get? Be extremely be desperate. Fantastic. I don't think it'd be dare think about it, really. Ah, uh, this has come from Jack. He says, uh, 
We're seeing trade unions for nurses, teachers and train workers going on strike this week against the Peritet government, this is in New South Wales, over wages, understaffing and more. In the light of the pork-barrelling decision to not fund the Leichhardt Oval Museum, an ongoing lack of rugby league policy from the New South Wales government, is it time for West Tigers, the Doggies and others to take industrial action too? Wow! When was the last time we had a strike in rugby league? I can't remember. When when was the last oh. time the players went on strike? And you would Morrison speak at these rallies? Well, I suppose he would. Mm. I suppose he would. And what would he be for? Action or against action? <laughs> well, I don't know where he stands no, on, the, on the Leichhardt Rugby League Museum. Yeah, I've heard n- nothing. No, nothing. It's weird, isn't it? That it's is weird. Front and centre in yeah. your rugby league discussion with everybody that I've had is firstly touches, second Leichhardt Oval, Leichhardt Oval, yeah. and the Rugby League Museum. Yeah. And you know, often and you I... know the Peritet government. I'm not blaming Peritet. Uh, uh, he's only been there for you know half an hour, but for the last twelve budgets, it's been ignored. Yeah, I know. What's weird is I can't get a struck match often between the touches and the Leichhardt Oval issues. Yes, you know, one blurts out. They're both burning issues, aren't burning they? Burning issues. Burning. Happy Rugby League. This comes from Matthew. The National Museum of Australia in Canberra has an exhibition called Treasures of the Game, open brackets, Rugby League. (laughs) This includes the Winfield Cup mentioned on last week's show. What? It's in Canberra. The old Winfield Cup. About a year ago, your show discussed uh, the one-off Sanderson Whiskey Silver Belt for the 1914 Player of the Year, Howard Mallett. Yes, I think that came up in an email. Yep. World War I made it a one-off. The Powerhouse Museum has Hallett's 1914 silver belt. The Powerhouse Museum. I didn't realise that. I didn't realise that. Moore Park used to have a rugby league museum which has been closed for a while now. I didn't know that. They've kept what, that quiet. Where in Moore Park? Yeah, exactly. What part of Moore Park? I don't Park? know. Yeah. Under the Tibby Cotter Bridge. Maybe. If we could get all of the above together in the same room, we'd have a rugby league mecca. And that's true. That would be part of the Leichhardt Oval toilet complex, you'd imagine. You would think so. You'd think so. You'd have the Winfield Cup there. You'd have the uh, the uh, Sanderson Whiskey Silver Belt for Player of the Year 1914 and whatever they had in the Moore Park, Moore Park uh, Rugby League Museum. And imagine the crowd that would gather when yeah. uh, Soot Morrison opened it. That's right. And remember the rugby league train. I don't oh, know if it's train. still I'd going. Like, I'd love to see the whole train. Well, I'd love to see the whole train. Because there. that was more interesting than what was inside. Yes. It. I've got to be honest. The idea they that had carriages, Dally M's underpants and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, remember? They do. They do. It was fantastic. Was blown out at the back. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, That's they were right. there. Yeah. You could you could imagine them being worn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now. Uh, now, Adrian in Canberra says, um, happy rugby league. With the scourge of rugby, oh, sorry, of public school Marxist teachers indoctrinating ah, yes. our children into that. becoming left-wing sickos, the value of sports betting in schools should be used to turn things around for the better. For too long, there's been no way to put an exact dollar figure on how much each individual child is worth. Through private-public partnerships at the state level, betting companies could supply educational material to teachers on how to bet. Mm -hmm. Each student would have an account to track their development and the teachers would share in the winnings and the betting companies profit from the losses and the licensing fees and after-school betting. Teachers could then trade students between classes, say if someone was better at horse racing or football. Students could then also be traded between grades. Imagine how proud a parent would be 
Johnny picked the most quaddies last term and he's getting a look into to miss grade five and go straight into grade six next year. <laughs> Initially, there'd be some complaints from the biggest sickos, but slowly over time, you'd see a more normal type of teacher in our schools teaching the correct things. No more learning about obscure facts or interpretations of what someone wrote centuries ago. Just pure maths elevating our best and brightest. Isn't that a beautifully argued letter? That's fantastic. Correspondence. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's really good. That's, Very good. That's wonderful. And I thank all of those correspondents for uh, taking the trouble to shine a bit of light on what's happening on ro- in rugby league in your world. Rugby League fans love Rugby League and they love Cam Smith and demand Sneesby and his toadying yes-men greenlight the eye of the storm with immediate effect. Sneesby, are you listening? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, This is Bludging on the Blind Side and Origin on this week. Now, last Origin was in Perth and... What's interesting is uh, the world around rugby league often does a lot of business on the sideline at these origins, much as those big international gab fests get together where oh, they yes. have bilaterals on the sidelines. Mm. And they get a lot of business done at those things, which isn't able to go on the main event. So mm. last time, mm. the North Sydney Bears, oh, yes. the hierarchy, the Bears hierarchy, made a secret dash to Perth to meet with Western Australian rugby league officials and government authorities to push for an NRL 18th franchise in the North Sydney Bears based in Perth. I'm not sure what the name will be, but, uh, you know, the Bears in Perth. Now, uh, News Limited spotted Bears chairman Daniel Dixon and club legend and board member Billy Moore. Billy Moore, yeah. The Queenslander, Mm -hmm. discussing the club's future over coffee on Friday morning in the Perth CBD. Isn't that good? Now, the uh, Dixon... Obviously, there met members of WA Parliament on Monday. Mm-hmm. While a marriage between the Bears and Perth is far from complete, uh, Dixon and Moore's decision to travel west further indicates growing interest between the two parties. Well, now, this is something new. Yeah. I, this is I've not heard this followed up on at all. No. We're exploring the best possible uh, position for the Bears in the hope of returning to the NRLs, the 18th team, and mm-hmm. Perth have suggested a very strong interest in the partnership. We'll be meeting people from Venues West, which is WA Government Consortium, and they're putting mm-hmm. together a proposal for Perth Bid. Yes. We've been discussing the possibilities of uh, this for several months now. We understand Soot Morrison is very supportive. Right. And while in Perth, mm-hmm. we have a dinner on Monday night with various ministers who are supporting a potential admission to the Perth-based team. We've been talking to these people for three or four times a week, so we're pretty serious in considering them. Perth is one avenue the Bears are exploring, along with a rural bid which entails play some game, playing some games at North Sydney Oval and others in the country, possibly Coffs Harbour. Now, I understand Lord Basil Zemplis mm. is right up behind this bid yeah. and Eskimo Joe are in as well. So uh, mm. it's a very broad-based... Uh, you know, isn't that good? It's isn't that good? Bit. I tell you what, it's very important to have uh, Basil Zemplis on board uh, as the Lord Mayor of Perth. He, uh, I, I don't know where he stands on rugby league, but I'd be fascinated to find out. Okay. The other person I would contact, without doubt, would be Lord Ted Goodwin. The two lords. Yeah. Now, because Lord did, Ted's been living in Perth for some time and knows his rugby, he league. knows his rugby league better than anyone. Well, he's one, one of the most exciting players of all time, Ted now, Goodwin. Can I suggest that Lord Basil was in action this week demonstrating his sporting credentials by 
giving Sam Kerr, yes. the soccer superstar, yeah. the keys. Sorry, the football superstar, the keys of the city. Really? Yeah. So he's <laughs> really hands on when it comes to sport. And were the Origin stars given the keys to the city when they were there last weekend for the game? They they may well have been. That right. didn't get any publicity. Didn't get any publicity at no, all. Why not? Well, because, you know, people are silent yeah, about right. it. They okay. don't want to see rugby league getting advantage. Of course, the West Coast <laughs> Eagles aren't having the best year. No, they're not. Fremantle are going okay mm. in the AFL. But they don't want anything to detract. Yeah. Even though they've, they've got a fabulous stadium there. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Volandis do a deal to build a rectangular stadium in Perth sure. as well. I mean, they're screaming out for it. Yes, The yes. NRL Commission could event, potentially award the Bears the additional franchise, but then di- direct the club to play out of a certain city. I didn't realise that was possible. There are a lot of places wanting the Bears heritage, brand and history, said the boss. That's not a secret. But for us, it's very important to be a successful partner with the NRL, so we're exploring all options to ensure the best position for the Bears and the members and fans. The difficulty with playing most of your games in Perth, it'll be a challenge for Bears fans to get there. Yes. You know, especially if their touch is earning $29.02 an hour. They won't have enough money to get on a plane. The Bears also have a desire to consider regional New South Wales. This is fantastic. But I just hope they don't scotch the bid of the rural and regional Anzacs. That's right. Uh, that's not the, on the cards. Because that wouldn't be a good fit. The rural and regional Anzacs are standalone. They're, they're not exactly bears. Stand they're alone. not bears. They're, no, they're not they're bears. They're not bears. They hate the bears. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, of course, balances the, Im, the difficulty if the <clears> – <throat> Dolphins, if yeah. I've got the right name now, the South East Queensland team under the banner of Wayne Bennett yeah. come in and create an odd number of teams. Yes. The Bears are saying, well, why can't we make up the extra team? Oh, no, I, under- I understand that. I understand that. So so you don't have a bye each week. I, 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 I get that. But isn't that where the Kummels were going to come in? Well, wait a minute. You've just – you must have read my mind because the Bears have no desire to consider regional New South Wales. That's not – that's not off the cards, but it's something we'll, you know, do in consultation with the NRL. Yeah. Perth chances will be enhanced through the 60,000 sellout for Origin. Mm-hmm. Christchurch has been mooted as another possible 18th, fran- uh, 18th franchise location, along with a third team in Brisbane. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Another team in Brisbane? Anyway, the Bears have gathered remarkable support since the club announced last year it would again pursue re-entry into the NRL. Mm-hmm. Now... So it's still a very wide what open about race. The, what about the uh, North Sydney Kummels? The North Sydney Kummels. <laughs> right. I mean, it Can might I... work. It might work. Do you know what? That's odd you should say that because mm. the football in PNG is going through the roof. I know. Last weekend, mm. a Papua New Guinea player mm. played for the Brisbane Lions and in his first kick in AFL kicked a goal. Wow. That's fantastic. I know. So it's not out of the question that you're what you're <laughs> suggesting. Yes. The North Sydney Commons. <laughs> yeah. Well, well let's, 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 we'd have to talk to Billy Moore and Greg Yeah, I know, Dixon and Florimo. Yeah, Greg, yeah. yeah all Flavo of that. Yeah, mm. yep, yep, yep. But uh, it wouldn't hurt for, say, Florimo and uh, Billy Moore and co. To take a trip. To fly to Moresby and have a chat to, I, I don't know who the... Prime Minister is going to be. I think they're having elections at the moment, although they're struggling to organise the elections by mm. the looks of things. There's been a few, I think there've been a few de- delays. Del- but wait until the election is over and the new Prime Minister is established. And then Mr. Florimo, Mr. Moore would 
knock on the door. Prime with Minister, the... we have mm. a proposal. Have you heard of the North Sydney Bears? Yeah, I tell you, you could lead that. I know to get him out of the shark territory, but Soot Morrison could lead that. Well, he'd he... probably know the new Prime yeah, Minister. Yeah, exactly. They'd know Maybe. how to Maybe. how to ease the way forward with yes. things like this because but he could do the introductions. Yes, <laughs> couldn't he? Interested in horse syndication? You are not alone. Thousands of Australians have secured a winning start on the equine property ladder with a leg up from the trackside experts Brown and Brown on bludging on the blind side. And Roy, speaking of uh, Wednesday night, now this mission deep into Maroon Land, uh, mm. headed up by uh, you know obviously backdoor Benny Elias. Uh, I think they, they, dare I say it, man, the Fubster was there, Butterball Baderas, Craig Wynn at the, Wing at the Tiller and so on. Right. With Hindy. Yeah. Uh, these were all representatives of the sides that have won a decider in Brisbane. Now, they, oh. I think I'm right in saying it's only happened twice. Yeah, I think that that's right. That the decider has been won at origin level in Brisbane by mm. a New South Wales team. How did you see it? Did you think it was worth doing? Yeah. And do you think that, you know, this sort of, you know, yeah. mission – suggests that the team's not quite up to it, right. meaning that, you know, I would have thought the other way would be, yeah. you know, you're, you're creating your own history, don't forget forget about the past. It has no meaning now because yeah. these matches were some time ago. They, right they, they were. But 2005 and 2014 maybe? Something like that. Um, but you want the players to be inspired. Ah. To be inspired. And ha- just, just imagine yourself, actually, how inspiring that must have been to Freddie opens the door... Who should walk in? The door. But these, yeah, the door to begin with. And we'll say, oh, wow. And immediately, I mean, players know history. They they know rugby league history better than you or I could ever could. True. And they would have picked them as winners who breached the walls of Lang Park to win. Very few Blues have done that. And there they were with four of them in front of them. Imagine how inspiring that must have been, especially... When they opened up, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, what was it like? Yeah, how did you feel before? What did it feel you... like? Yeah, feel like, yeah. That's you know, right. and, and how true. surreal was it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, was it really surreal? Yeah. It was incredibly surreal. And you've heard all these players talk. Yep. Uh, do they, you Inspire. Know, well, inspire. And are they sort of blood and thunder types or are they, you know, much more, you know, measured and Measured. Saying, well... Whenever I've heard them talk about it, they they often say, I don't remember a thing about it. Uh, But I remember just waking up the next morning. As a winner. And everyone was saying, well done, champ, you won. And I didn't realise I'd won until I woke up the next day. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know. Surreal it was. That's how surreal it was. And then I look back, I I watched it on uh, a replay. And I couldn't believe what I'd done. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how good I played. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could play that good, but part of me, part of me knew that I could play that good. And if you can find that part of you inside of you that can play that good, it could be you waking up next Thursday morning as a winner, as a winner, and not knowing how you did it. Because believe me, you never know how you've done it. You just know that you've done it. Is that what, is that what you call releasing your inner Millman? Yeah. I, I suppose so, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but what I love about it is the incredible honesty. Yes. yes. You know, Can't any, anyone can say, it. oh, look, you know, I, I knew what I was doing all the yeah. time, you know, I could I see dream. what was happening, things yeah. opened up in front of me, yeah. I could read the play. Yeah, you it's know, above two or three, it. Yeah. I, was, I was above the ground, yeah. I was below the ground, I was everywhere, mm. you know, I was seeing it, seeing it 360 all the time, you know, it was yeah. just, 
players know that's not right. Mm. But if you're honest with them mm-hmm. and say, I don't know how I did it, mm. I just found something within me that I never knew was there. Woo. And you know there's something inside of you that you don't know what it is, but you'll know it when you find it. <laughs> Lead the children to rugby league and watch them prosper. Tell them of rugby league and let them dream. Our children are the future of the greatest game of all. Remember, Shook was a child once. So was Cam. So was Wally. Backdoor Benny. Dishhead. Sticky. Gus. Rabs. They were all kids once. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Look, this is a, a story that's been sitting on my desk here for some time and I'm just slightly worried about it. It concerned the American game. Oh, yes. Now, remember... I think next year it's going to be Manly and Rabbits. Yeah, yeah. You know, Seagulls and Rabbits yeah. are going to America yeah. to show people who have never seen a game of rugby league and they're going to be amazed, they're going to be blown away by the fact that there's no helmets and no shoulder pads mm-hmm. or no padding. Now, Volandis recently went to America on his way up to see the Queen mm. and he's conducted, on that trip, he's conducted further research on the feasibility of the landmark game. Mm. Now, this worries me because I thought this was all done and dusted. Yeah. I thought they knew where they were going and they thought they knew the teams anyway. Right. He's been he's going to meet local government officials and key stadium executives. Local government right. officials. What are we talking about? People who do the groundkeeping? Yeah. You know, the head groundkeeping? Oh, yeah, we like a nice short ground. Don't leave the grass too long. Do mm. your lines. You know, do your lines. Set them out yeah. on Monday but then redo them on Thursday, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I assume they would have sent through to the local groundsmen. An email. Or grounds people. Yeah, that's better. Uh, a, a, an image of a rugby league ground and how the... Dimensions are. How the dimensions are. And how it's drawn up. Yes. Because in yeah, American football... where you put the goalposts, how yeah. high they've got to be, the crossbar, all of that. But it's all gettable. I mean, surely plans could be sent across. Well, the ARL... Because they're going to scratch their heads when they look at it and think, ooh, whoa. Nothing much there. That's right. <laughs> Man, what am I going to do? Why? Put the line there? Why? <laughs> <coughs> now, the uh, Volandi's scheduled visit to the US is the most significant step, according to this writer, right. towards the NRL locking in historic match early next season. While detailed plans remain in draft, details and plans remain in draft only, mm. the NRL will have a leaning towards staging the match in round two of the season. Why? Thanks. This was going to be Do round you, you mean zero. they don't even know what round it's going to be? Now, wait for it. They've thought this But surely they know when Manly's playing Souths. That was going to be round zero in America. Yeah. Now, the NRL would likely give one team the bye in round one and the other team the bye in round three. I mean, hang on a minute. Oh, we what? haven't we haven't even played a round. Yeah. Or we've played one round and people get the buys. Oh, it's madness. <clears throat> Volandis will visit LA's Galaxy 20,000-seater mm. of Dignity Health Sports Park and the 23,000-seater Bank of California Stadium. Yeah. Obviously, the NRL plans to use stars Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe to help sell it. Now, the, can yeah. I point out Russell and Hugh are busy people? They it are. It's not locked into their diary now. You haven't yeah, got a hope exactly. of getting them. Doesn't care whether if it's, it's round two or 22. And it's not if they're just sending a text message or, you know, something put on video, just something recorded on their phone. You know, Hugh Jackman here, yeah, football, rugby league's great, do it. <laughs> you know, that's not yeah. going to do it. We, they've got to be there. They've they got, got to be on your, your, your yeah, opera, exactly. your, your, yeah, your, exactly. your Colbert, your all yeah. the, you yeah. know, your... Your Saturday Night Live. Yeah. 
Now, in additional role as C- his, in his role as C- Racing New South Wales CEO, Volandis has confirmed he was headed to America to meet with business associators within the racing sector, but would hold talks in Los Angeles regarding the prospect of playing the NRL game on the West Coast. Now... Oh, so the rugby league is an afterthought. Th- th- He's oh, there for the racing. Much. I know. Thanks very much. And because what he wants to do is obviously hook in yeah. American racing into Australian racing. I mean, oh, fine, racing, that's yeah. great. I, yeah. I'm yeah, not no, worried yeah, about that. that. Like, that that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the rugby league. The, <laughs> now, the rugby league community deserve answers. I mean, have we got something to look forward to or not? Well, it's very. If you're an American lover of rugby league and you think, yeah. oh, you beauty, LA, yeah, uh, yeah I, I can get to LA. Yeah, yeah I can drive. What, what week's it on? Yeah. Oh, they've shifted it, have they? I thought it was ground zero. I thought it was ground zero. Yeah, it's now not, it's round now three. Round two. What? Buys? Can I ask, if it, this isn't round zero, will it be round three? So they play round one, yeah. round two, then this. I mean, have oh, they thought this through? Now, know. see, this is where somebody like the Big Apple Barilaro, now I know he can't go and it's very wise that he can't go, would have been a much better person to have on the ground in New York spruiking rugby league. Yeah. And tell, tell me yeah, but, again. But, but do we need to, are we spending, what's the point of being New York centric if, if it's, it's going to be the, in LA? Well, I'm assuming. Have we got to build up the <clears throat> groundswell of interest in LA, yeah, like I'm on assu- buses? You know, yeah, I know, no, I agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Bus backs and cat backs and cat backs and stuff like that. See you. you know. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm just kicking the studio to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you look, know, Cam Munster's big head, you know. Nate Miles, something. Nate Miles isn't a bad idea. We've got to pick the head that's gonna to talk to Americans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Haven't we? That's right. Now which which back, heads I'll tell you what, Darren Lockyer's not gonna do it. No, no. Nor is uh, nor is um, you know, What's his name? Alfie Langer. Alfie Langer. That's not going to no, do it. That's not going to do it. No. But but someone like Nate Miles. Now, come push that idea a bit further. Yeah. Matthew Lodge. Now, he is known oh, in America. He is. But he's known in New York, not in LA. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm using New York because I see it as the centre of media in America. Oh. That, I mean, I'm sure the film is business. Is that where opera, opera does her Yeah, show? I assume so. Anyway, <clears throat> let's say she does. Okay. Um, now, or she could. She could fly in and do a rugby league special. Yes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Is that you've now, heard now, something? Well, I I've heard something that okay. you know News Limited are very interested in getting involved Good. in this, and they they don't care where it is. But mm. what I'm saying is that Matthew Lodge is underused at the Roosters because they got a couple of big. Yeah, I was going to use a term probably that was uh, well, uncomplimentary. It, yes, big people up front. They got some moppers, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So Matthew Lodge could maybe have a flying visit, mm. put a toe in the water. He's a known. Volandis is un- I'm not knocking Volandis for being not known. He hasn't spent enough time there to get known. No. He's not on the backs of buses and not on the front page of newspapers no. unless he does something really stupid. And if you did put him on a bus or the back of a cab, it'd scare people. <laughs> when you've done your best but it wasn't good enough, build a better version of yourself with a fortnight at Camp Madge with Chef Kieran Foran. Listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, actually, Darren's been in touch on the text. He says, uh, we have a great rectangular stadium here in Perth already that houses 30,000 patrons. The Perth Oval, or NIB Stadium it's called, it's where the force and the, oh, the glory okay. play. Didn't, didn't know that. No. Okay. So that's right good on. news. Yeah, that is good news. Oh, well, sorry, that's an omission on my part. Th- that's all right. And, and yeah, I had no idea either. I think yeah. it's great. I mean, I'm not against knocking it down and rebuilding no. it. I mean, I love all that sort of Was mistake. there any talk of that? <laughs> Not yet, but there will be. Right. You know, they've probably got handrail problems or not enough toilets or whatever it sure. is because they're going to get run over once they get a bears there. 
the North, the North Sydney Bears playing out of Perth, although they, we're going to have to do something about that name. Now, can I ask, do you feel as though at this stage that this American trip has got yeah. cactus written all over it? Well, at this stage it has. It, sound, it just sounds a bit half-hearted, half-baked, half baked, unthought through. Unthought through, yeah. You know, a lot of fingers crossed and wishful thinking. I mean... I mean it's not easy to it's do these things. It's not easy to do these things at all. No. I mean, it looks as though it would be, but, I mean, you're breaking a new idea, as you point out, yeah. all the time. You know, you've got to yeah. easy steps. Well, maybe, see, for a start, I'd be sending the Eye of the Storm team over <laughs> to to track down the people who went to the last match that was played, the State of Origin game that was in played 80, in Long Beach, California. 87, 87 yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. And get them to talk about what it was like to be there and what, what is it about it that they loved? What that's drew long, them there in the first place? What? Yes, that's right. And, and what, what yeah. memories do you have of it? And yes. Get them not to use the word surreal because that doesn't mean anything anymore. No, no, no. But uh, And then on sell that program back here yeah, no. and uh, see if they can get some interest in getting Cam to talk to opera and, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, look. And then not long after that, because I know this sounds silly and it is, you know, obviously July, yeah. but we're talking about this as early in the season next year. Yes. We've got to, I mean, lots of people in Australia would love to be able to go. Yeah. I mean, they would sort out, Qantas will eventually sort out the airline problems. Between yes. there, they might put on some special flights. Yeah, they might. But they're going to have to know soon that it's on. Yeah. Because people have got a plan. And I haven't heard, I've got to be honest here, is I haven't well, heard Russell Crowe or Hugh Jackman say anything about it. No. Except that they play without shoulder pads and yeah, helmets. I know. I know. Now, speaking of that, mm. Wednesday night, uh, New South Wales, uh, got a great team. Yes. And Liam Martin doesn't mind one bit if you call him a grub. Liam Martin? Mm. Okay. He's happy to be a grub. Well, hang on a minute. This raises Well, you've got question. to earn grub. Thanks very much. You, you can't, you can't just say, hello, everyone. Here I am. I'm a grub. <laughs> no, you're not. Not yet. <laughs> Look at the heavy lifting Toby Green had to do. Yes. Grub of the year. He didn't get that first time out. No. He had to really put in a couple of years of hard work at the coalface before people noticed what a grub-like person he was and then declared he's a grub. Yeah. Now, here we go. Liam Martin doesn't mind uh, one bit you call him a grub. He might even write it on his wrist tape tonight. And why not when rough and ready and to rumble approach that has Queensland medias in such a flap is just another gift from the enduring rugby league inspiration and the seasoned Penrith scouts have crossed his name off their lengthy list of junior talent one day and wrote it, da- wrote it back down on the next. Now, this refers to how he got to play mm-hmm. the league. <laughs> right. Uh, Liam's roughhousing in Origin 1 has spawned a couple of back pages of faux outrage in Queensland. No surprises there. He and his teammates have reveled in the pantomime that has become the Tamora Terriers Rugby League calling card. Oh, He's a player out of Tamora. You want your favourite yeah. spots. Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> he uh, had a brother. They uh, played in the backyard. Uh, his brother beat him up on, you know, mm. he was a 12-year-old. He loved it. He was playing Raiders under 20. So when he'd come home from Canberra, this is the brother, yeah. he'd show me all the new wrestling techniques he was learning down there. Yeah, I'd yeah. cop an absolute hammering. Then he'd drag me out and do the, or, you know, show him or get him, <clears throat> get me to do all his fitness drills. Yeah. That's where I, it probably comes from. I enjoyed, How much older was his brother than anyway? Because uh, if he was about 12, was eight he? Eight years. 
eight oh, years. Oh, so his brother was 20. Yeah, 20. I think he was playing in the under 20, so R- close oh, to Oh, 19 years. or so. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy the physicality and aggression of footy. I always bring it to my game every day. Good. If they call me a grub, I don't mind at all. Oh, well, that's a good attitude. So don't I've call... softened a little bit on this bloke now. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a grub at all. No. Wait till you earn it, buddy. Yeah. Mm, earn it, buddy. Earn that's it. That's all I'd say. Yeah. We have all sorts of blow-ups. Mum would have to sort it out. This was his brother in the backyard. Yeah. She let most of it go and was probably saying, good luck, kid. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, <clears throat> you know, spotting, but the mum... Yeah. Uh, Maxine did all the driving work while his, while Liam did his homework in the back. Now, driving work involved a 900-kilometre round trip so as he could play SG ball for the Panthers in 2015. Wow. From tomorrow, you'd have a clearer idea than me tomorrow, of this. Tomorrow, yeah. Would that be uh, 400 kilometres away from Sydney, from Penrith? Uh, roughly. roughly, yeah, close to. Yeah, yep. okay. Yep. Uh, given the distance and the type of commitment, I didn't think we'd see him that much, said the uh, talent spotters out and Jim Jones out at uh, Penrith. Mm. Fair enough too. I did I did mention to Maxine that ideally he'd be training two or three times a week and I firmly told you'll see him every Friday. So put a line through him, he said, and the other coaches <clears> threw <throat> the same. So there was a bit of kerfuffle at the club to whether they could make the commitments. Yep. On Friday I was out at the stadium, assistant coach, a really hard bastard from St Mary's, come running up and grabs me, you've got to come and see this country kid. He's belting blokes with 30 kilos on him. And this was, of course, Liam Martin. Yeah. So he belting <clears throat> blokes even then. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> and, well, uh, that's, that's uh, promising in terms of grubmanship, isn't it? It is, but, you know... I've got to be honest here, and people will know this, how many times he's been sent off? Yeah. As he pushed a referee over? Yes. As he screamed blue murder at a yeah, touchy? sure. Uh, yes. You know? Yes. So, you know, you, you've got to learn he tried it. to get away with something. Get away with something, now you're talking. You know. But are you looking that, for... That's a good guy. You, I mean, <clears throat> a grub is someone you don't want to be tackled by. Correct. Because <clears throat> you know they're going to get up to something. And well, it's going to be untoward. And they may not be caught. That's yes, exactly. Are that's you the great? That's the great skill of a genuine grub. Are you talking the phantom biter here? Mm. Phantom biter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blues halfback Nathan Cleary remembers Martin from those formative years, while fellow Penrith junior Jerome Luai recalls him as the hardest country boy I've ever met. Uh, there'd be game days; he'd wear headgear and he'd have his lunchbox of stuff. He'd have to g himself up, <clears throat> right? Now, does that worry you at all? A lunchbox full of stuff to G himself up. Oh. Exactly. Ooh. Could be grubbish. Yeah. I remember standing... What, is he taking illegal substances? Is well, that the suggestion? I'm not, I'm is, that what, is that what that means? Clearer recalls with a laugh, I remember standing next to him at a scrum and his whole body was shaking because he was just wound up in the under-18s. He's probably better at holding his temper now and being a bit calmer, but the, he's still got that red head in, his, in him these mm. days. Mm. Now, hang on a minute. I can understand grubbing at the 18, but he's got to bring it into the main game. He does. You can't rest on your reputation made in the under-18s. No. So. No. We tune in with Wednesday night with a lot of interest in terms of to see what the grub can produce. Well, you know, grubbism takes a long while to develop. It does. It's maturity. You're probably born with it. You probably are born with a little bit of grub in you. Uh, And it's got to be developed by, and if you're lucky enough to have a coach who can spot you as a grub pretty early. And can introduce you to techniques, you know, how to bite someone on the nose in a without a chewing. You know, how to squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Ha- yeah. How to squirrel yeah. and get away with it. Uh, uh, All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, and and uh, chicken know. wing, 
wrestling techniques. Sure. Yeah. Now, can I – I take your point entirely. It's got to be brought out. Mm. And then you get the chance because, let's face it, you know um, uh, Toby Green, Grub of the Year. Yeah. Two years in the running, back-to-back grubs. Yeah. In his third year when he had a go at it, mm. he really got involved with the umpires. That's right. And changed and took it to a whole new level. A whole level. new level, Yeah. Now, that's why we're hoping, because you can't rest on your laurels being a grub. No. You've got to keep laying it down. You've got to keep throwing that gauntlet down yes. and asking others playing to pick it up and become grub of the year. It's a competition. Yeah. It's just not one person being a grub. That, that, that's true. And grubs can uh, sometimes be seem a little selfish. <coughs> the team's got to understand that if we're going to have a genuine grub in our midst, and most clubs want one, that it comes at a bit of a cost. You know, if you've got someone who's just learning how to be a grub, runs out and say... King hits. King hits the ref. Yeah. <laughs> okay, automatic set off. Sorry, blokes, I just, you know... Too much. Just, just, just thought it would be a good idea. I yeah, don't know, no. Just see what happened. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I got like, set off. I, I guess I thought that might happen, but anyway, here I am. I anyway. can't remember a thing about no. it. No. I looked at the replay and sure, <laughs> yeah. I did it. It looks like me out there. Yeah. But it's up to the coach to say, well, look, blokes, I know we lost the game because we didn't have enough people. And, and look, but don't blame him because he's just trying to be a grub, okay? The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical rugby league solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League compliant submarines and a Carstein guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. Uh, now, uh, it's, it's just occurred to me, a few mm. years ago, I, I had uh, uh, a meal with former Vice President Al Gore. Yes, you did. Now, Al Gore used to play rugby union when he was in college. No, he'd be... And loved rugby league. He'd he, be... he just loved it. Yeah, he'd be... Now... Wouldn't it be in Vlanders' interest to tee up a meeting with Al Gore to begin with to, to get people to see well, if Al would support the bid to have the game in Los Angeles or New wherever. York or wherever mm. as a useful contact? I, I think... Well, I think that's an excellent an idea. excellent and idea. And you've got his number still. I do. And so if Vlanders wanted to get yes. hold of him, just give Roy a ring. That's it. Now... The other thing is, is I think that he has a sense of humour, if I judge him he correctly, does. and very engaging person. He is. And so he would talk eloquently, in inverted commas, exactly. He would. Yeah, he'd see the humour of rugby league. I he mean, would. we could lend him a copy of Laughing at League with Fatty and Chuck. He wouldn't need it. <laughs> he wouldn't need it. He he knows rugby league nuance. He knows he knows it all, and and he loves it. And I'm sure he would bend over backwards to help rugby league Isn't in that America. Great? Mm. And I tell you what, the um, I mean. I don't know how this would work, but um, John McLean was selected as a old rookie. Oh yes. Uh, I think it, he might be a thirty-year-old who got selected. Unfortunately, he can't play Wednesday night because I think he's down with the COVID. I'm not wrong oh, okay, about it. Oh, no, yeah. he's done a hamstring. Sorry. Done a hamstring. Okay. Yep. Anyway, what you like about him was that um, the um, you know he was spotted by the Storm people, even though he's you know. He had hamstrings that couldn't keep up with his ability to play. Yeah. And he got his start 
in the as a young cherry picker, meaning that from the oh, town from the of young, young yeah. Oh, Rod Slater country. Rod Slater, indeed, Rod Slater country. Mm-hmm. And he now lives, obviously, uh, he works for the Cowboys, plays for the Cowboys. Yes. And he's spent five years in Townville, place suits him down the ground. Mm-hmm. As country as they come, said the football manager, Michael Luck, up there, uh, as in Townsville town. He lives uh, on a property 20 minutes west of town and drives you with a big box on the back and is fishing and hunting whenever he can. Isn't that great? Now, again, another rugby league player who you'd yeah. never get between him and a pig. That's right. That's right. I mean, we're looking for, <laughs> we're starting to kind of yeah. get an idea. And that would be a great thing for the Eye of the Storm to do a oh. item about pigging yes. and show it on Oprah's show. Yes. Yeah, These well, are, exactly. Exactly. And this is the way we've got to do it, actually. I know. That's the way we've got to do it. We've got to use but the things we've, we've got. We've got to use the things we've got. And what about getting some sort of input from the... Tomahawks. The Tomahawks, yes, the national team. The National Rugby League team of the United States. Well, why don't we get – what would be great is if the eye of the storm could do a pick-up side. Yes. You know, our, our 13 versus your 13. Yes. Stuff like that. I mean, obviously it would be a friendly. It might be played in the rules of, you know, all of a sudden it's dark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> first to three. First to three, yeah. yeah. Or the best of three. Sure. Yes, that's a great idea. But on the, let's say we had a, an undercard. Let's say we had the Tomahawks versus, uh, you know, a flag Australian flag team. Wow! Now you're talking. And then the state of Oregon, and then Souths v Manly. Well, what I'd like to see is a women's competition in there somewhere. So oh, yes, flag v American Tomahawk yes. women. Yeah, I don't know how. Do the USA Americans have, NRL? have a women's rugby league team yet? They will. Let's say they do. Yeah, they should have. Well, has that question ever been asked by anyone? <laughs> I don't think it has. I don't think it has. But that's the sort of question we'll be answering next week on Bludging on the Blind yes. Side. Now, look, a lot of people will say, well, I've just wasted two hours of my life. No, you haven't. <laughs> and I was going to head in another direction. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah of course you haven't. But yeah. let's say you're thinking that you had, oh, I'll never get that two hours back. Well, you can because you can listen to the whole thing again on the podcast. And uh, if that's your... Fancy, just dial up ABC Grandstand and you'll find the podcast there in a couple of minutes' time. And uh, in the meantime, look, can I just say this? I don't normally say this as we sign off. Happy Rugby League to you and your family, your friends. Yes. And the people you've never met. Yes. Plus your local touchy. Yes. I'd say a doctor. Go out of your way to find a touchy and just tell him or her how much you appreciate them. Yes. And leave them with a wink and a happy rugby And maybe ask some some tips on your own work if you're yes. thinking, could I, do you think I could become a touchy? I think is the question it asks. Yes. I love your work. I want to become just yes. like Yes. Where do I start? <laughs> and on that point, we say farewell from Bludging on the Blind Side. Stay safe. Stay warm. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. One of the best things about Roy and HG is, well, it's the best. 
The only downside is waiting a full week to get the next app. If you need a sporting fix to tide you over, check out ABC Sport Daily. Fear of failure has often held English cricketers back before. Each episode, we tell one sports story in depth in under 15 minutes, including a wrap of everything else making headlines. And that caused his car to flip, and it flipped upside down on that main straight. We're talking to people in the know about stories you will want to know. Why do we care? It is seriously good, but we won't take ourselves too seriously. First things first, Patrick, I am a goal defence goalkeeper. (laughs) ABC Sport Daily, it's your daily sports conversation.